0: hello and welcome everyone to a very exciting episode of cathode raycast the story screen presents podcast where we talk about all things television. I'm your host Bernadette Gorman White, and today I'm joined by the whole fam damly, which is very exciting because it's been a long time since we've had all four of us I think on for a cathode ray But right now we got Mike Burge. Hello. We got Diana Demiro. Hello. And we got Robbie Anderson.
1: Hey.
2: Hey. Hey.
0: How are you as?
2: I'm good. I'm very very good. <laughs>
0: Good.
3: Excited about the
0: sad, sad show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. True. Yes. <laughs> so, listeners, obviously, you clicked on the link. So, thank you very much for already tuning in. We love that. We're glad you're here. Um, obviously, you know we're here to talk about HBO's The Last of Us, the adaptation of the very popular video game. Um, if you've never joined us for a Cathode Ray cast before, um, we do not have a spoiler free section. So we are going to kind of just get into the meat and potatoes of the show itself. Mm. So if you haven't seen the show, uh, go and do that because it's very good. Um, But we are going to get into spoilers. However, we are going to refrain from getting into The Last of Us 2, the video game. Spoilers from that. We'll do some speculations about maybe where we think the show is going, but we definitely don't want to get into the nitty gritty of what's to come, for those on the panel, I'm assuming Robbie and Burge, who mm-hmm. know what is to come, and oh, yeah. Diana. I don't think you've played the game, correct?
3: I have not, and nor mean, have I've, I. I've read snippets, but I'm not going to refer to them. Oh, oh, she
2: coming!
0: Oh, she <laughs> coming! <laughs> oh, she
2: coming! Don't you worry, she coming. She coming.
0: But yeah, so uh, we'll just go ahead and get into it. We have, uh, I think, a very exciting conversation to be had today on this podcast. Um, plenty of stuff to talk about between character development, the pacing of the show, all of that good stuff. But I think the general consensus is this show's great, right?
2: Ooh, I believe the proper <laughs> term is it uh, fucks. <laughs> yes,
1: that's true. Fucks.
2: Uh, does good. a great... Remember... Weeks ago, just when you had that great uh, Nick Swanson episode and we were all just talking about how great that was and it just kept getting better <laughs> and better. Are you talking
0: about Nick Offerman?
2: <laughs> Nick Offerman. Nick Swartz Wait. Oh, wait. Nick Swanson is Nick Offerman. not him.
0: That'd be uh,
2: a very different episode. Ron Swanson is getting in my head and I think I mixed those guys up. But I love yeah, remember it. like Remember when like, that was just the talk of the town and then it was like, oh, this one's also really sad. Oh, and this one's also really sad. Oh, and this one's also really sad.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I thought it was super bold because I'm unfamiliar with the video game. And super bold. I love it when a show is introducing you to characters. And then episode three, they're like, never mind. Let's talk about this story for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Very cool.
3: Yeah, we had just late to the game watched both seasons of white lotus so we were like yeah because <laughs> that was just exciting to was have it murray bartlett murray bartlett i
2: get his name right but i i don't get nick <laughs> offerman <laughs> I,
0: don't Armand. I don't
2: know man i think i gotta retire yeah.
0: <laughs> not many murray in the business though no, so man. i mean plenty of nicks yeah you know True. easy to be done so, yeah, when it comes to the casting of this, did you guys have fan casts for Joel before it was announced that Pedro Pascal was going to be cast? Or did he, like, fit it to a Uh,
1: I feel like Pedro Pascal... I mean, once they said him, it was just like, oh, yeah, duh, that's perfect. But I think recently there was an article circulating around, but we actually knew the rumors even be- before Pedro got casted that Mahershala Ali was, like, in talks to do it. I thought that would have been a really cool choice um, I do think Pedro really killed it and he and he brought like you know a bit I mean, who knows what Mahersha Ali would have brought to it but I thought <laughs> what he brought was uh, was really good and very you know in line with the character um, but had some like maybe extra stuff going on but yeah I don't know I, with this show I feel like we're we, we're living in the timeline where this is kind of like the best possible version of the sh- of a show adapted from the game that we can get
2: I mean that, that was the entire thing. Uh our show that we did, Robbie, eight bits, was all about like video game adaptations specifically with oh, yeah. movies, but we did T V mm-hmm. shows too, because we did Castlevania. Yeah. And it was our <laughs> I think we agreed that Tomb Raider was the the best like adaptation, like movie that we had covered. We were like Out of at, the movies, yeah. Out of the movies, and then we were like Castlevania is kind of like the perfect thing. And like we summarized that like The biggest thing was um, like a a TV show just gives it more room and that's like the whole thing of what The Last of Us is doing is that it's like it's got room to breathe and like tell this 15-hour gameplay story over the course of nine episodes and that's how you just get a better adaptation. It can take its time and build these characters which is important for – The the core thing of this show, which is the relationship between Ellie and Joel, and I feel like in a two hour movie, no matter how heavy you try to do that, you just can't get to the what really is like bringing that thing all together while also simultaneously introducing it, developing it, and then paying it off. So with nine episodes, I thought it was ten episodes the whole time, and then when I found out, I was like, wait, they're doing it in nine? I didn't even think they could get it done in ten.
1: Yeah, and they did it all very, all smart, smart choices throughout.
0: Yeah, even when I just looked back on the Wikipedia page today in preparation for this podcast, I was like, yeah, 10 episodes, right? And then I looked at it, and I was like, wow, how did they do that? How did they squeeze all that in? It was very impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, when the show started and, you know, if you played the game, it is really like, how the fuck are they going to do that? But seeing the way they did it, it's almost like it is kind of like. It feels obvious in hindsight where it's like, yeah, I mean, if you drop the gameplay from here and you consolidate some plot points, it does really fit. I think what's more impressive is the fact that they made so many detours and expansions from the source material and they still managed to fit that in there. Uh, yeah. And I also think those are the the when they when they uh, change stuff and add things in there or expand, you know, uh, by answering questions Uh, fans of the game might have had Uh, those are i think by far the strongest elements of the show Um, whereas i think the stuff that can draw um people to make the comparison between the show and the game for people who are familiar with the source material i do think those are maybe like the weaker elements if you know for lack of a better term those are the elements of the show that like didn't always sell me or where i was like a bit more critical but everything they did that was like a detour they kind of like made it their own, I was just like, this is, it
2: always hits, and yeah. it was like, always good. It's hey. it's different. You want it to be a little different. Like, that's... Yeah. I mean, there's there's like scenes in the show that are just like, pretty much word for word, shot for shot exactly... Beat for beat. Yeah. yeah like, what it is in the game for long periods of time, and it's just interesting because, like, the slight changes are what make that, you know, Joel's character, as portrayed by Pedro Pascal, is quite different than what his character is in the game um, when he's played by Troy Baker. Uh, It's just a slight difference, but you need that for the show because you're going to be dealing with this guy and you're not in control of him. And that's the aspect of the video game. That's a little bit harder to nail is that you are Joel and you're playing as him and you're protecting this girl. And then, you know, at one point in the game, just like at one point in the show, you become Ellie and Ellie becomes the main character for a couple episodes. And like when that happens, it's insane because you've been protecting this girl for so long and she's gotten in a lot of trouble and you've had to save her a lot of times and she's saved you too. But then when you're playing as her, you're like, am I going to be able to do this? Ellie can't do this. And it's that kind of weird thing that you can only get out of a video game, but I feel like they adapted it just right In the show where it's like you still get that sense of like Ellie is in danger as soon as Joel is kind of taken out of the picture temporarily. You're like, is Ellie going to be able to pull this off? Even though like you know that she's tough and she's capable, but you're like, this seems like a bit much. And that's a very important part of the game. And just by kind of changing things a little bit, they make it just as emotionally scary in the show. And those are the changes that I think are really cool. Like it's, it affects it just a teensy little bit. It's like a, just a different calibration.
0: Yeah. I have a question. Do you, in the game, is it first person? Like you're looking out through the eyes and you're only seeing like the hands of the character con- you're controlling no, it's or it's third, the shoulder, third person over third the, person, the shoulder? Yeah. Got it. Got it.
1: It's got, it's similar. The game is inspired by like, if you've ever played a, like Resident Evil 4 Um, It's very, like, close to the... It's third person, but the camera's, like, pretty close to the the back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's very, like, kind of, like, claustrophobic feeling at times.
0: Oh, cool. Because, yeah, I really liked it when, especially in the first episode... Where uh, they're driving through the town and then the plane crashes and it blows up. I'm like, this is very video gamey, but not in like a bad way that takes you out. It just felt very mm-hmm. compelling. And then in the last episode throughout the hospital, I'm like, oh, man, they're finally like going back to that video game feel, which I'm sure happened a lot throughout the show that I just didn't pick up on. But like those two bookend episodes, the first and the last definitely went back to like, oh, yeah, remember, you're watching a video game adaptation. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really cool. I thought it was yeah. neat.
1: The, and the game's very cinematic, so they had that kind of yeah. going for
2: them. I mean that that opening scene with the the plane crash and everything like that is pretty much again like shot exactly for shot. From exactly, the game. like once they yeah. get in the car, that's like, and it's thrilling to see that because like that's something I've played the game a couple times. Like I kind of, and that opening is just so important to the story and is so much fun to play. And it's fun because like when you first start the game, you play as Sarah. You're Sarah. You wake up in bed in the middle of the night, and you're like, oh, where's scary. my dad? And you walk yeah. around as Sarah. And she's wearing the exact same shirt, which is yeah. cool, um, just because it's like, the it's just the shirt that Sarah's wearing, and it's right is there. Is that right?
3: from the beginning of the game? That you're yeah. Sarah? Yeah. Ah. Oh.
2: Yeah, you start
1: as Sarah, and then there's like a cutscene where Sarah and Joel are having like the birthday moment where he yeah. gets the watch yeah, like that's like the watch and the cake the opening of the game and mm-hmm. then and then like you know he you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're in control ah. of Sarah but you know the stuff what's cool about you know what the show does that you know again is a change that I think really helps it is that they had that moment with the scientists at the beginning like the quote unquote flashback mm-hmm. kind of explaining what quarter steps are and what the worst case scenario of what a fungal outbreak would look like. And then all this stuff with Sarah, you know, kind of the day before the in-game events happen. And you're following Sarah, like that's all in the show. But again, that's like, you know, it's it's cool because it's it's adapting that moment where you play as Sarah. Yeah. But instead of like, you know, just following her, you just, you know, kind of make her the narrative focal point in the beginning. And, you know, they flesh out the neighbor characters and stuff like that. Stuff that like is in the game. Like, you know, you do talk about like, oh, the neighbor's sick. I don't know. But they just like really expanded, where it's like, oh, it's like the grandma's sick, and they're Mm -hmm. making these cookies, and then the show kind of, like, alludes to the fact, like, that's how the (laughs) virus got here, is because, like, the food was contaminated, which, like, the game doesn't really give much of a reason. Um, So, yeah, the game, I feel like the the show just, like, kind of, like, it it offers a lot of, like, answers, um, even down to, like, the last episode of stuff, where it's like, you know, you don't know anything about, you know, not to jump ahead, but, like, Ellie's mom, like, that's not really... You know her name. You know she has a relationship with Marlene. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then they added that scene in the show, and it's and it's like it's like again like one of the best scenes in the show, and like you know is a a great like addition to the the lore of the world.
0: Yeah, I don't know much about it, but do you guys know if there was pressure to add those scenes to answer the questions in like tandem with the video game, or do you think? They added that completely independently of like questions that people had with the video game, and added it just to flesh out the story for the show. Or do you think it's like for, kind of a mix
3: for the mom? I, like- I definitely uh, listened to a podcast where they interviewed the showrunner Neil Druckman, Druckman, yep. um, and uh, it's the Prestige TV podcast, and it's it's on the I guess the Ringer, um, and they said like they were actually going to do another game about the mom. And like the events leading up to her birth, and then I wish they did. They sort of I don't know what happened at the time that it didn't happen. So when um, he was speaking with the showrunner, that they were, the showrunner was kind of like, "You got anything that you didn't do that you want to do, or like that you fleshed out?" And he he had like two or three things that he presented to him, and he was like, "Those got to be on the show." So, mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of interesting. So he like didn't do all of it because he said he still kind of hopes that they'll do a separate game, but he took some of that material mm-hmm. for the for the mom. Yeah, then.
2: Robbie, remember um when that first trailer for part 2 came out, which I won't be specific about, and everybody oh, yeah. we thought we thought Battles everybody everybody thought yeah. that that was at least like because that yeah. was like the rumor on the street is like that's what it was going to be. But part, that just
1: that goes to show like how little we knew. Yeah, because well, part two was you know, like, it was heavily like heavily completely different characters. Yeah, we were For wrong. obvious
2: reasons, eventually, we all found out. Yeah. Uh, I feel like um there wasn't
1: necessarily I mean, I don't I don't know, but I feel like kind of what what D was saying, it's like there probably wasn't necessarily like pressure put on Neil to like answer questions. But they had to, you know, they've sat much like the people who've played the game. Like we've sat with these questions for like 10 years and like theorize and develop questions where I'm sure he was just like, well, I know. But I also think, you know, once he collaborated with Craig Manson or Maison, um I feel
2: like a lot of those additions are Craig. Like I, they feel I feel like they're in line with who like his, knows his how stuff to style, be a showrunner who knows how yeah. to like if you're going to make this the three seasons that we're planning on it being for right now. You're going to have to tighten some stuff up in this first one to be able to make it so that the world can kind of build off of that. It's the literal reason why it's called world building. It's like we need to believe the rules of this show so that we understand what the stakes are in a video game. The stakes are don't die Uh, in the show. You're kind of like, well, they're not just going to kill pedro pascal in like the second episode like so the danger has to come from the rules and i think that's also slightly why they changed uh an aspect of the game which i was very upset about when i first heard as a lot of fans of the of the game were uh but then completely makes sense and has pulled off so well in the show which is how you get infected in the game its spores mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to walk through areas and put on a gas mask uh unless you're ellie of course cuz ellie doesn't need to wear the gas mask uh cuz she cannot be infected she is immune um and they turned it into more like these kind of tendrils kind of uh coming you out of the get mouth a bit. you got to yeah. you got to get bit. Yeah it's yeah, like, like the contact,
3: blood. blood contact
2: yeah but then yeah. there's also the idea of like the the tendril like things, and if you the step hive up, mind and the hive kind mind of, stuff, yeah. which, like, makes sense for, like, a fungus, and also makes it kind of scarier um, in that sense, because that's all brand new to the show. That was not in the game.
3: That was very cool, actually. It is cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I do wish, like, we didn't just
1: see it in, like, Stranger Things Season 4, like, yeah. that idea, because I was a little, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's this again, but it does, <laughs> like, I mean, Last of Us... Predates uh, Stranger Things. So it's just like, well, it kind of, it's like, uh, it's a weird, like, the thing's been around long enough to be inspired by other things by the time we like get the adaptation, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun to see. Um, well,
0: yeah, it was just kind of like with cordyceps as well. It just sucks that Legion came out when it came out and it was so good. And sure. then I've watched yeah. it so many yeah. times because, yeah, there's a whole scene where they talk about cordyceps and ants and mm-hmm. basically the yeah. opening of the show. I was like, oh, cool. It's like, yeah, because like, the show is also
1: probably Remember inspired Legion, by guys? the game. You know? Remember
0: Legion? Good Finally. show.
1: Mm, good show. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Delicious. That's, used, that's back when they used to make weird
2: Marvel stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Next James
2: Bond. It's going to happen. I...
0: I like that you were explaining that they made all those changes because I do think that probably allowed as well to re- rely more on visual effects or like practical effects, I should say sure. um, to make like the infected people with you know without having to resort to also maybe having like spores float around at it in post you know yeah. they could really well, rely the... on just the creatures looking very intimidating. Oh man, the, the spores are good.
1: Is cool. Yeah I mean the sports are good for a video game Because like there's a lot of like Oh we need to traverse through this area That is more dangerous than other areas Whereas in a show like you know, you're not walking in the hallway for 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's a good they, have point. To make, they have to make it, you know,
2: it's they're walking in the hallway for two minutes and have to make the stakes way higher. Um, Plus, like the first game came out in 2013 when dust in the air, in quotation marks, was very big in games because they were like, look how real it is. There's dust yeah, they can, in they real life. Look, like, the, the light shines through it. Isn't that nice? But what if the dust in the air could kill you? Like that's, I feel like that's yeah. Neil Druckmann's original elevator pitch for the last of us maybe he's like see all that dust in the air in the new zelda game what if bad
0: yeah now i have a question for you guys too uh talking about the creature design and the character design i was a little confused in the episode where uh ellie is still traveling with sam and i'm blanking on sam's brother henry where they're traveling together and then obviously they end up kind of like You know, trapped in that town and all of the other people come for them. And then the giant beastie boy comes out of the ground. The
1: bloater.
0: The bloater. So I was a little confused because he seemed to be making choices from his brain. He seemed very deliberate in his actions. He didn't seem like he was just crazed to go and bite people like all the other monsters had up until that Mm -hmm. point. So was that the same in the game where the bloater had kind of more of like an actual mind?
1: The bloater I mean the bloater Is meant to be just He's like a boss I actually am replaying Last of Us part one I just fought the bloater For the first Ooh. time
4: uh,
1: And I kicked his ass um, Ooh, Good for you But the, the thing is The bloater The thing the bloater Doesn't do in the show Which is like his main thing Is that he throws Like infected detritus at you Ew. Which is Which like burns your skin But I but it's like basically Like spore bombs Gross. that he like pulls from his skin And throws it at you Wicked So in that way If the chief like way That the infected operates Is that they're trying to Spread the infection and spread the quarterceps. that's how he does it he throws his infected clump at you and in the game like I think it's like kind of like will burn you and like kind of kill you that way or if he there's a scene in the show where he goes up to that guy and like rips his head open yeah. that's the same uh, animation that if he grabs you in the game he rips your head open and it's exactly the same and it is disgusting nice. <laughs> but the bloater I think like you know it's a little bit of just kind of um, style over substance where the bloater is like a boss in the game and they're like well we gotta put him in there Mm-hmm. And uh, it made, and he is very true to the game, but not kind of true to the logic that the
2: show is presenting of Cordyceps. Yeah. So there's a little bit of like dissonance there. Yeah. yeah, the Cordyceps kind of they bump into some tricky stuff when they're trying to like explore these changes that they've made in the show, which I think is why, you know, I'm going to say it. There's not a whole lot of them in the show um, because they're just kind of like, that's not the point. You know, and they are interesting. They are there. But just like, you know, we are the walking dead. No, 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 It's all about the people are the more dangerous things. Like there are clickers, there's runners, there's bloaters. Um, and we'll see more, which I think is why they held back on the bloater, like throwing stuff, because there's other versions of the infected that kind of come up, you know, because it's all about like how long... They've been infected, and like they kind of develop these different things and stuff. And there's other uh, projectile uh, throwing things that I think maybe they're saving for to just like reveal in season two. Is the um, is
3: the idea that they die off on their own at a certain point? Like, they is can. It, is it like they a live? virus, or not? Or can they live a long time? Well,
1: I think that they. I'm not sure what... I don't know if the game ever presents like they can die of quote-unquote natural causes. Yeah, I was curious. But, they, but the reason like, you know, what makes a runner turn into like a clicker or a bloater is just length of time infected. Yeah. Because the more, the longer you're infected, gotcha. the more the, the fungal grows on you and that's when you kind of like get like... So like a clicker is someone who's been infected for a long time. A bloater presumably is someone who's been infected day one and has survived this long. Yeah. Whoa. But I'm not sure if like, you know, do they live indefinitely I mean, until killed in the show in the
2: show there's that scene where uh ellie bumps into you know a uninfected that has obviously been stuck under some rubble for quite some time but yeah. he's still kind of in runner mode but yeah. is like you know kind of changing in the head and we don't know how long he's been there but he's quote unquote alive like he's still active so yeah, i would imagine like under. the the infection yeah. kind of yeah. keeps them alive without the necessity for like Water and food, or like and stuff organ like function. That. Yeah, like it's just yeah. like he's still just there, just like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I had to keep reminding myself that in this world, that if you died, it doesn't mean you automatically become infected. <laughs> right. I had to keep oh, reminding right. myself like that those aren't the rules in this in this show. Yeah, it's
1: still it's still mostly zombie rules, right? And that's true to the the game too. Yeah,
0: because yeah. I know in other zombie lords, like. Whatever happens, like if you die, you become a zombie, and then you have to like make the hard choice of like, this person just died, and now I have to like, you know, shoot them in the head or whatever. But this one, I was like, oh, humans can still just die and still just be humans, that's kind of nice, Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, does anyone have any uh, favorite episodes that they would like to really dig into? Because nine episodes is not a long season by any means, but there were some really, really great episodes that we can maybe dig a little deeper into why you liked them or why they stood out to you.
1: Uh, I think mean,
2: the three is probably the. I mean, come the on, big yeah, one. that's just
0: that man, was that's
1: awesome. just
2: like fucking good, man. Yeah, Nick, Nick Swartz and, and uh, <laughs> Murray Bart Simpson um, <laughs> just kicking ass of it. No, uh, I. Oh, I don't, I don't want to uh, answer first on a specific episode that I liked. I'd like to hear everybody else, but that I did not get to a point before go figure of um, episode four, which is the episode where they first get to Kansas City, uh, which was changed uh, in the game. It's Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh is fucked up in that game, um, but they changed the Kansas City because they're just trying to they have to get to Salt Lake City. And so they're just trying to push push it forward and go and um, that's my favorite episode in the sense of video game adaptation stuff. Like, Berm, what you were saying about, like, oh, I'm being reminded that I'm watching a game. Because that's the one where, you know, the um, the guy, like, stumbles out into the road and he's, like, buckle up and, like, crashes the car. And, like, he helps, like, push Ellie, like, through a window to be able to unlock a door on the inside. And when everybody's, like, firing at him, they're like, we're going to get you, motherfucker. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Oh, you're, you're going down. Like, that's the game. Like, that is... 55 to 65% of the game is people yelling at you while you're shooting them and killing them and sneaking around. And even though we didn't get any Molotov cocktails or bricks, I was really hoping a brick was going to show up at one point, but it did not. Um, yeah. Those are like your main weapons because there's just like bottles and bricks lying around and you just like pick one up and chuck it at somebody's head. Uh, but we didn't get any of that. But that was my favorite episode and that was the first one where I was like wow, that's just like the game and it works like it's not cheesy. It's not corny. You know, they're like, oh, fuck, they got Alan, like stuff like that, where you're just like, yeah, this is cool. I like it.
0: Yeah, that was a great episode. Uh, I yeah, I guess I didn't really think about it at that point. I was like too immersed in the world to really like think like, oh, yeah, video game. But yeah, you're right. Like that is that's like top tier video game. That's the experience (laughs) of it. Yeah, yeah. Burn, have you ever seen any like gameplay of the last of us um i've tried to avoid it now that the show is out
3: yeah I, okay um i i watched some like i watched while you were playing last of us part two i remember walking downstairs a few times and, mm-hmm. and catching some of it but i don't think i watched that much of part one maybe just like a video that you showed me once or twice Probably.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to, I would play,
2: you know, if you have the opportunity, I would play part one, especially I'm,
3: I'm curious I to see.
2: recommend that to everybody that likes the show. Yeah. I'm like, listen to me. It's going to get spoiled for you. They are going to take a long time to make this show. Oh, well, That's you should play part two also. It is going yeah. to get spoiled. If you have not played the first game and you just watch the show and you really like it, Go pick up the first game. Have fun. You're going to have a blast playing that game and be like, oh, it's just like that. It's just like that. And then play part two. It's like, don't wait for the season two because everything's going to get spoiled for you. And it's not going to be as effective even if they try to change things. It's like the whole point of part two being so special is that everything about it is very cool. Like that was our the reason D kept coming down and watching me see it because like that was my lockdown game as it was for a lot of people which was also very i
3: just remember too how excited you guys were when it was coming out
2: me and robbie were fucking just so that was crazy we're just rubbing up against each other every day (laughs) like oh it's coming it's (laughs) coming soon she coming
0: yeah because this isn't a dig on you guys by any means but yeah i have a goldfish goldfish brain for like that type of stuff yeah that that came out while we were running the drive in that first year. And yeah, I, I do remember you guys just like getting so excited and talking about well, there's it.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of like discourse around it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> about both yeah. games, really. And, you know, surprise, surprise. Uh, but Last of Us Part Two is, you know, it, it's like it's like Last Jedi where it's like so annoying to talk about sometimes if you're t- especially if you're talking to someone who's like an idiot. And um <laughs> It's just it's just challenging. But yeah, I was going to I was I was curious if you've seen any of the game, because like the, the game play is uh, I, I've been taking like the way I play the game. You can play the game the, the, the way the game is is that there's a story beat and then you're entering a section of the game that's kind of open zone and you're either, uh, you know, doing sneaky stuff or you're doing shooty stuff um, and it's kind of up to you to decide. I like to play the game like a crazy person, um, and I can send I can <laughs> send you clips on. if you want. I've been, I've been taking <laughs> clips of me playing because I'm trying to like do just like the coolest looking yes. like kill sequences in the game because I'm a little monster. Um, so if you're ever curious to see like what gameplay like combat in the Last of Us looks like, are you playing I'll, the I'll uh, up.
2: the part one <laughs> yeah. remaster for yeah PS5? for the third time? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> doing I'm embarking on my I'm doing a one through mm-hmm. of. Part one, left behind, and part two. Gamer cool. I just started here.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, it's yeah, left behind. Like a, an so addition, the, because obviously yeah. we know the episode is the.
1: It was DLC that came out. Okay. After the game.
0: Downloadable
2: content. content.
3: It came out yeah. after the first part, or after yep. the first after the first
2: part. Because cool. there's the ending. You know, I think it was like a few months or a Because we're jumping yeah. around. A little treat. The, the ending yeah. of the game is. The exact ending of the show uh, on that hilltop going back into the town. They just kind of changed um, the location because Tommy is in one place in part one and in part two, it takes place somewhere else they've relocated because it takes place a few years later. They just make that one spot, which, again, oh, okay. effective makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, she says that line, Ellie says that line, and it's like. I told you that like that wasn't the first person I killed. She says that at one point in the game, and she's like, "When I like, like before I met you, there was this one person, blah blah blah." Really like, like it's very vague. And in the show, it happens after you see the episode left behind, so you know what she's referring to. In the game, you we didn't. You're just uh. like, oh, Ellie went through something, and she's kind of comparing this right now, and she's got layers, and she's a person. She's not just this object that Joel can like love and take care of as, as important that as that is to him and how sweet it is and also selfish. And we'll talk about that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then left behind was just kind of like this aha. And you play as just Ellie and it's one of the weirdest experiences playing a game because it is a video game, but you are really just kind of walking around looking at things. And it's so much fun because Ellie is such a likable character, both to experience and to experience as. Like, it's so much fun being Ellie. I love Ellie so much. She's very important to me. And this Bella the Ramsey. Main character of the story. Yeah. And Bella Ramsey, I think, did an amazing job, even though she's kind of, like, on a different, again, a different calibration, just like Pedro Pascal's Joel. But it's, like, perfect for, like, what it needs to be. All the things that are important to her character are there, and they're just slightly changing it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I loved obviously Pedro Pascal in the show, but yeah, my favorite episode is the penultimate episode, which is like <laughs> the really Bella heavy one. Yeah, yeah. That's Diana, I,
3: that was the one I was going to say. I was like, well oh, that second to last episode is." <gasps> yeah, it's what did you magic love about trick. it? Yeah, um, I mean, not knowing from not playing the game, I love I loved the scary David character. Um, and I love the they make like,
1: him even more kind of scary yeah. in the shows. I think he's actually an improvement from the game really
3: yeah. okay yeah, yeah, I yeah I mean I so. I definitely love the um, you know like you said it's like the flip of Ellie it being her first person point of view her having to kind of take care of him um, to try and hunt on her own and like starting to realize that she's not alone and then just thinking about like all the other communities of weirdos that are out there besides, you know, where Tommy's living and in the, um, Boston or all the other cities that are like QZ, like, you know, more militaristic, just figuring out like what other people are doing to survive. And you're just kind of like, oh no. Like at first when he's just like reading from the Bible, I'm just like, oh no! Are these his sister wives? Like, you know, I was like, what direction is this gonna go in? And it was just a really cool episode. Yeah, um, he's like not a god
2: person in the game. Yeah, no, hmm. yeah. I he, mean, they, that's all added in the show to great yeah. effect. Yeah, he's works. got that yeah. line that's important in the game: is everything happens for a reason? And so okay. you know, just yeah. one step further. further is
1: cannibal like, stuff oh, is there. Oh yes. Yes. the cannibal.
2: Like that's like kind of the main
1: takeaway. Really in The remember. game is like, oh, they're cannibals. I also
3: just love that, like at first. I was sort of like, oh, did they just eat that girl's dad because he got killed? You know, like they were sort of like, oh, he's dead. So we might as well eat him because we're starving and we've already got a deer and whatever on the way. But then like you see all those bodies hanging up and you're like, oh, no, they they'd be doing this all the time. That is like, And you're that like, it's
2: just like I still remember the first time I played that. We were just like, wait, they're doing what? And you're just like, oh, yeah, of course. And it's like, there's also like a very similar earlier um, issue of the Walking Dead comic that's a lot like that, too, where it's like slowly revealed to you that these people that you've been spending time talking to, you as like the reader, like kind of embodying the protagonist, you're like, oh, oh wait, what? You're, you're what? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. And it's, it's just like a lot of fun. And there is like this kind of, Th- that that part of the game is so intense and there's so much in it. That was one of the things when I realized that there was only two episodes left that not only did they need to get through the quote-unquote winter storyline, but that they also had to end the game. And I was like, there's no fucking way that they can do that. And episode eight is a magic trick in putting everything that is important from that four-hour-ish like storyline in the game and putting that into like... 52 minutes. It's you take everything that's important, speed it up where it needs to be sped up, slow it down where it needs to be slowed down, and just go and change it. You know, like one of the best changes in the show from the game is in that episode is when she's destroying David. And it's amazing in the game and it's amazing in the show. And both um, Ashley Johnson uh, from the game and Bella Ramsey just destroy that scene because it's so important to who Ellie is as a character and who she's going to be moving forward. In the game, Joel pulls her off and stops her. He's like, it's okay, it's okay.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy.
2: in the show, obviously, she keeps going, keeps going, and she stops herself. She finishes, Mm -hmm. she completes what she's doing and chooses to walk away. And there's like, you know, a big part of the discussion around the first game and... Right now, the discussion around the show is everybody's being introduced to the uh, debates and arguments that me and Robbie have been having for 10 years um, about the nature of consent, uh, which is a very big theme of the third act of that game of just – and I feel like that is the fact that you end the penultimate episode with this major change from the game whose big conversation was all about consent and – Belief in yourself and belief in your actions and stuff like that by making that again small, small little change um, just does wonders for for the performance too.
0: Yeah, what I really liked about that episode was that in Left Behind, of course, you were seeing her suffer like some really heavy drama. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ellie has only been alive since this has happened. Like she's never really known like a quote unquote normal world.
4: Right. But.
0: What happens and left behind is tragic, but it's just kind of like an elevated, amped up experience that all humans have pre, you know, Cordyceps pandemic, or during the Cordyceps pandemic, is just like she fell in love, she lost her love in a very horrifying way. But there's really nothing you can really be mad at in the course of that episode because the Cordyceps guy was just doing what he was trying to do. They were in the wrong time at the wrong place. It was just tragic. What happened was tragic. And of course, what she she had to do is awful. Um, But in that penultimate episode with David and that community of people, something happens to her. Like someone inflicts pain and tragedy on her, fully knowing well what they're doing. And I think that's what makes it so harrowing, and I think a little bit more disturbing and traumatic than Left Behind. Mm -hmm. And it really does just highlight, because they needed to, they needed to fully form that character by the end in order to have that juxtaposition against Joel at the very end of the show. To show, like, this is a real person who you are now, you've kind of been using her for some reason, but you can't just keep using her for that because she's actually someone who has also gone through tragedy
4: Mm -hmm. and
0: they really had to highlight that and so in that penultimate episode when they have her make that choice to walk away you can kind of see like a part of her die and then of course like you see in the beginning of that last episode she's like far and away she's you know somewhere Mm -hmm. else and I think yeah Bella really like nailed that in that character valley it's very good.
2: insane like it's I was more worried about that than Pedro Pascal, not a knock against Bella Ramsey at all. Like I, I liked her just fine in Game of Thrones, you know. But like, Ellie is very important to me. Ellie is very special to people who really like that game and Part Two, uh, especially. And it was just like it was a lot, and you're like, please pull this off, please just do it, please. And it's not so much about like be good enough for me. It's like just understand who Ellie is. Just, like, show me a sign that you understand who Ellie is. And, like, right from the beginning, you're just like, oh, Bella Ramsey is nailing this. Because there's multiple Ellie's in the game. Like, there's when you first meet Ellie, and she's just this kind of precocious 14-year-old like, oh, like little, she's a little kid. And that character needs to evolve over the course of the game. And they do that in the show as well. And that's like, that's the most difficult thing I think about portraying Ellie. And that's the thing that I was very nervous about. Cause I was like, you know, Ashley Johnson, like knocked this out of the park. Like, how do you, how do you do this? And.
3: So that's cool that nailed. they bring her back to play Ellie's mom. Yeah. It's uh and...
2: Ashley Johnson plays Ellie's mom. Troy Baker plays who played Joel. He plays, um, the uh, the right hand man, James, I think, in, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. in the winter uh, episode. Name, nameless character in the game. Nameless character <laughs> in the game, but like, yeah, just brings that thing. And you can even see just like, oh, that's a guy who's used to his face, his facial expressions having to go a long way because he <laughs> looks great. And then also yep. to um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Melanie Linsky's. Uh, right-hand man, uh, fucking Commando Steve, or whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: I Um, forget that guy's name. that's uh,
2: Joe Pierce? Yeah, he plays Tommy in the game. He's the motion capture for Tommy. So it's cool that they, like, brought them in. I hope they do more of that in the second one, too.
3: Is the actress that plays Marlene, is she also from the game? That is her. her. That is her. her. She's awesome. She's great. When I saw that they
2: cast that, I was like, very cool, because now that everybody knows uh, what happens that character is very important and needs to be played a very specific way at the beginning and at the end. And it is very important that she is not around in the middle of the game and comes back. And it's just like, you remember why you've been doing all of this,
3: right? She's good. Very good. She's good.
2: There's a character in part two.
1: I wish they saved Troy. Troy four because I think he would have nailed, but mm. that's a conversation for another time. Ooh, uh, my, yeah. my favorite uh, okay. other <laughs> We'll see. I mean I think we're on the same page. Yeah, I'm
2: pretty sure. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. But there's um my favorite other episode. I think episode three is like the best one. I shan't be hearing it. Long, long time. Uh, I love it. But I think my other like favorite episode is uh, Kin, which is where they go to Jackson for the first time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I just thought that was really it was very cool and it was very kind of like, you know, like hopeful and they just they did so much of like the like adaptations. Right. But also like um, you just got more time with Joel and Tommy that I thought was like really impactful. And I do think in that episode, you see kind of more of the like what Pedro Pascal is bringing to the table as Joel more than kind of any other episode. Um, He's like really like kind of like flexing in ways. It's like, oh, this is why you cast like, not Troy, but this is why you like brought like an A list actor to do this, and he is like really nailing it. Um, yeah, I thought that was like a really good episode, and just like, uh, they just really nailed it. But I will say, I, you know, there's like, there's that moment where uh, Ella's just like, everyone's left me except for you, it's exactly like the game, but uh, to me, I- it's just like the game, like, there's just some performances in the game, I'm like. Listen, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson like they really fucking get it yeah. and they're mm-hmm. so they're so good in that game and uh it just it just falls like a little bit short Ooh. and it's not that it's like it's like oh one sucks and one's good <laughs> yeah. it's just like no it's just one's just like a little bit better and then makes me be like so why are we even doing it I you know, was literally like,
2: about to say before you said that but I'm going to say it anyway cuz I believe it I think that that scene is the best thing Pedro Pascal has ever done and I love Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I love him so much. That yeah, that's scene in the bar seems. where he's just like, I can't fucking hear anymore and I'm okay. getting old and I need you to do this. That's the best. When I he's know. like in the, the shed too and he's just like, I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to fuck this yeah. up. And it's just like so intense. You're right. That yeah. episode is, it's again, like it's not about clickers and bloaters and action and violence like that's not the shit that made the game special that's stuff about the game that makes it the game this isn't the game this is the show and they took the most important part which is not just like the heart and the pacing but the main theme of just like you know it's about love and it maintained that like every episode is based around love and what we do for love who we choose to love how we choose to love when we choose to love like, like it's
3: how you use it to justify your actions i mean that's the whole mm-hmm. ending is you know yeah. that's
2: neil Druckmann famously has that great 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 line that got me more excited about part two than anything i've ever been excited about in my life where he was like if part one was about love part two is about hate and Ooh. the way that they
0: delve into Uh-oh. love
2: and like <laughs> the dangers of love and like how complex it is which I think is why Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin hit it off so well. Is like Craig Mazin also has all these amazing quotes about talking about the development of it, where you're just like, this guy, this Chernobyl guy, he fucking gets Last of Us. He's he's one of us. He he gets what's special about it. And that's the stuff in the show that really shines the most for me. And it's episodes like Kin and episodes like Episode 3 and that that really take their time and slow down and go like these are these characters like even though joel and ellie really aren't in episode three all that much like that episode is very important to revealing the world and that we're about to see some bad people doing some bad stuff and uh yeah. but at the end of the day there is still a version of good out there even if it's not what you actually think good is supposed to be the definable picture of what good is there are still good people out there
3: that, that makes me think too like um, besides the third episode and the penultimate one the other one that I really liked was um, after they team up with Sam and Henry and you get to see uh, Ellie really interacting with the other kid and them like bonding over playing and like her have a little bit of kid innocence again
4: mm-hmm.
3: and then what has to happen as soon as he's changed and his brother is like, oh, I'm going to have to kill him, my brother. You know, like, it's just... Yeah. It sort of reinforces that whole argument, like, that he was sort of like, oh, you know, Pedro Pascal's character is like, oh, I understand why you did what you did, but then you have... Henry being like, no, I, I, I'm still the bad guy. I still did bad things. I just did it for my brother. You know what I mean? It's like, he's sort of like, no, I know I'm bad. Like he's sort of like, you can't totally give me a pass. Like, (laughs) so it's just a really interesting way to look at it where you're like, you sympathize with those characters because they're protecting somebody, but then you're also like... I mean, they they're are... They're not good. Maybe they're not good. Uh-oh. Like, yeah, <laughs> but I still are... like them. Oh, no! You know, like...
2: Henry, Henry and Joel are, both in the game and in the show, mirrors of each other. They're yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing the exact same thing. The it's only difference cool. is, is that this is not a world for good people. No, This is... They can't last. They they can't make the decisions. They can't make the hard decisions. And that's kind of like one of the first big, like, inclinations of just like, is this guy Joel on the level? What's going on here? And, you know, ultimately, the ending of the game and the show is kind of revealing to you that, like, Joel's not a really good guy. Like, he's he's had to do a lot of things. He's very but, like, gray. He's, he's very, you know, yeah. he's he's not a... He's not a bad guy.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: He's maybe a bad person, but again, like that's what love is. Like love blinds you to those things. And it's just like that's the final line of the game and the final line of the show. That's what is that's what those two syllables are all about, is Ellie deciding to believe. Or yeah. actually believing. You know, like that that was like the big thing, is like waiting for part two, is just like, what did that ending mean? Like what's going on behind Ellie's eyes?
0: hmm. Yeah, I think with with Henry. And yeah, maybe I think he was a good person who had to do bad things. But it was enough that it started to cloud his own judgment on himself. Yeah. And yeah, a really great juxtaposition with the Melanie Linsky character, who also I think is a relatively good person, but who has kind of like started to toe that line of like doing one more bad thing, and then another bad thing. And then it's kind of starting to get murkier and murkier, so her decisions don't seem, like, that important. When uh, she decides, you know, like, I guess I'm going to do this bad thing, it's a little bit easier for her to do that bad thing, because she's been doing it for so long. And, yeah, I think with Joel, it's kind of, like, the same thing, where I think he's mostly a good person, but, yeah, he's, like, done enough bad things slowly, but surely, like, the... It's getting blurry on, like, what is good, what is bad. And, yeah, that ending uh, definitely was heartbreaking to watch, but I could understand why he did it, but it made me sick to my stomach that he did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the whole conversation on the ending, which is, like... It's exhausting having those conversations (laughs) again. It's just like, oh, Oh, God. It makes me not look forward to part two. It's... uh,
4: Oh, oh
2: people are! It's gonna be it's, like a nightmare. The world, on,
1: will like every eat Sunday, is gonna be rough because oh, it's
3: because yeah. it's gonna be divisive or what? Why say it's it?
1: gonna be. It's gonna be. It will. I mean, I think we Last have. Jedi. If we're doing it in two seasons, we have we have some time, have some time before it gets really. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, part two just it makes very extremely bold mm. choices throughout, like from the jump throughout. Yeah, uh, and it's a game that you know it's. It's not about making you feel good. No, yeah.
2: it is a feel bad fucking it's, game it's, and it's Yeah, great. there's like
1: it's pretty bleak.
2: Um but yeah, on the uh like the nature of the conversation around Joel is and I will say this in in extremely dickish way, but I'm pointing out that it is dickish up front. Uh the people who are right about the game understand that the conversation is the entire point. Yeah. It's. It is about the debate. The wrong people are the ones that are like, "You're wrong." It's this. Oh,
3: and it's I that see. is
2: the biggest nature of the yeah.
3: the it's divisive try, debates. to get you to talk about these things. from both the games. Yeah. Like it's
2: it's opening up the idea. It's like, do you agree with Joel? Should he have done that? Well, what about this? What about that? Like, was the is the world worth saving? Does it even make sense? Do the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one? Even if that fewer one is not Ellie it's Joel. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's the whole thing. Like, why is he doing this? Why do you think he's doing it? Should he have done it? Should he have done it like that? And, you know, the fact that he just fucking blows Marlene's brains out the back of her skull is just like, this is not good. Like, he didn't have to do it like that, but he understood that what he was doing was so bad that if he left even one person
0: yeah, she'd come alive out at him. that hospital, yeah. that
2: they would come and find yeah. him.
0: He had to be a real diesel about the whole situation. Yeah. He dieseled diesel. his way
1: yeah. <laughs> <He> dieseled <laughs> through that entire
0: yeah. <laughs> episode. Yeah.
1: I think that the last episode, you know, that that's that was always the question when you find out they're adapting. It's like how are they gonna do that was the big one. That how are they gonna do that? And uh you know, I do think in terms of like, you know, them adapting something like visually and capturing the, the energy of that moment, I think they did a really like good job and it does like feel like, you know, it feels like Joel is doing like a thing that is at the very least like maybe you like Elliot you don't want to see Elliot get killed but maybe this isn't the way like it it feels it's divisive even in the moment but again it, it to me watching that scene it just speaks to the strength of like video games as a medium which I also feel like a lot of the marketing behind the show, whether it's on purpose or not, is like very backhanded to like video games as a medium. I, I when we watched like the Oscars and you have Gamble Del Toro talk about like animation isn't a genre. It's a, it's a medium. Yeah. And yeah. that is what video games are too. Yeah, and even right. yeah. So it's a, it's annoying to see like Craig Manson and all the people be like, it's the greatest video game story ever told, blah, 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 where it's like, it's a little fucking like pedantic and trite like, fuck you. And, uh, but it does, you know, that moment in watching, the show try and do this moment from the game, it's like you guys did a good job, but like it just cannot be the same because the strength of video games is uh, being able to control this character and what the game did so well is that you're playing as Joel and like the game won't progress unless you kill that doctor. The doctor will come up and stab you and then you have to start over and do it again. You have to do it. You have have to do do it. it. It's not a choose your own adventure. You must do it. And if you're someone... But like, I so but I heard when you play the game like...
3: you don't have to kill the nurses I heard that no yeah no just
1: well, like he, he doesn't
2: in the he doesn't, he doesn't, he he doesn't in the show I too always, I always do oh because yeah I, I take them all out don't leave that. anybody no no <laughs> yeah
1: no but uh, it's um it's something that uh, a term that gets talked around a lot in like uh the video game conversation and discussing kind of like the the dissonance between player and uh, like in game character motivations is ludonarrative narrative dissonance. And it's just something that only video games can do by having a story where what the character is doing is misaligned with what the controller of that character is doing, the player. Um, And it's just a different relationship than, like, viewer has with character. You can, like, you know, watch something like The Sopranos and disagree with their decisions, but, you know, you don't feel like yourself are culpable for them. Mm. Whereas in the game, it's just like, all right, I have to pull the – I'm the one – I'm Robbie, and I have to make Joel do this. Right. And the game has forced me to do it, so it's... Uh, and that,
2: like, the, the build-up is very important in that moment in the game, because you're pretty you're, much exiting... You're all those people. You're exiting, yeah. like, a, an easy 40-minute bloodlust, like, rampage. Like, you cannot slow down. You are running from the third floor of this hospital up to the sixth floor, and there are dozens and dozens of guys that are trying to kill you and you don't have any of your weapons at first and you have to pick things up and keep going just like Joel is in the show and by the time you get into that room you just like Joel are just like "Ah, and like you're it, it makes you trigger happy and like that's the thing about the game that's so interesting is that it's you know Guillermo del Toro talks about talk about uh, Robbie's comparison. Like, Gabriel del Toro talks about, like, animation as a medium because animation can do things that film can't. You know, like they, they can – Pinocchio does not exist if, you know, it's Jonathan Taylor Thomas playing him. They tried it. It didn't work. But it works better <laughs> in animation. And video games can do something that film can't, which is that kind of dissonance quality. And, you know, it's not as apparent. It's more psychological. Um, and it's also the concept of a lot of debates of why people blame video games for like real world violence, because there is that thing there that's only video games can do. Yeah. And it's the
1: moment where you kick open that door and the doctors are in there. It's like sobering. Yeah. Cause like, if you've never played the game before you, you, you're like murdering all these people. You open the door and there's just like people who are not trying to kill you. Yeah, They're just like, what are you doing? You're just like, and then in that moment you're like, wait, I might be, I fucked up. I fucked up. I'm sorry. It's like catching someone with their pants down You're like oh my god mm-hmm. and the
2: doctor's pants. lines pretty much are the same in the show too it's just like what are you doing like this is our only chance what are you doing and then you just like shoot him and same thing the nurse are just like you fucking monster like it's that's my favorite thing is like the nurse calls him a fucking monster and i love too when david in the winter chapter refers to him as a crazy man with a little girl Because, like, that's who Joel is to outside forces, to people that don't like him, that aren't playing as him. Like, he's this crazy man that's running across the country, murdering all these people with this little girl in tow.
3: Right. But then the power of the storytelling is that it's forcing you to build empathy with somebody that you could easily dismiss as being a crazy person dragging a little girl around. So I think that that's cool. (laughs) It's just, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would have never known it until this conversation that maybe the show maybe failed a little bit in making you really understand that these people, the Fireflies and Marlene in particular, who knew about Ellie as a baby and didn't really have a concept of what maybe she could be until she gets bit. Yes. And you see that at the beginning of the show and then – Marlene and her team do know like oh my gosh she might be the one we've been waiting for right but I don't know if that really came across as well in the show maybe now that you guys are just talking about it that these doctors are like oh we've been waiting for this and here she is and now you're getting rid of her they're, for they're,
2: us they're using her that's
0: they're they're using her for sure but mm-hmm. they have probably been kind of like waiting for maybe this like messiah ever since the outbreak ever happened well yeah and everyone has right sure sure given up hope yeah
1: it is interesting you know we haven't even talked about like do you guys think it would have worked
2: i mean that's the big
3: question i just i love the um i love the juxtaposition of like marlene and them they they should have Asked Ellie because I feel like if they had, she probably actually would have volunteered. I feel like all the buildup is like her saying like, "There's no halfway. We got to finish this." And then there's that argument like, would she have gone through with it if she knew she was going to die? I kind of think she would have, but probably she doesn't, get, she doesn't get offered the choice, and then Joel takes that away from her anyway. Yeah. So it's kind mm-hmm. of fucked up either way. <laughs> like saving her is just as messed up.
2: It's it's an amazing fucking rubik's cube of things to talk about there is no there's no right there's no right and wrong there's no easy decision to be made there's no right decision there's no wrong one it's all about well what happened happens which is what fucking joel is thinking about when he's driving that car and you can tell that he's just like there's no going back like it's once once he's done that it's that that's the big decision to be made in the parking garage with Marlene. Like that is the decision to make right now. She's offering to like, let him go figure this out. And whether he believes her or not is neither here nor there. Like that is his last opportunity. Even after murdering all of these people in the hospital, like that's his last chance. Like, wait, am I really thinking about this? And he's just like completely blind to it. He's extremely selfish in my opinion. Um, And he has kind of just like committed to it. But he knows that it wasn't maybe the best thing to do, and that's something that continues, of course.
1: Yeah, I think the show did a good job, and also like it's what makes the discourse like so annoying. Is that I feel like on this panel, people were just like, maybe Joel, not so good of a guy, right? But mm. going forward and for the next ten years, people were just like Joel best guy best guy in the world best, right? guy. best video game he, character he, ever what he did is right yeah he is like he's like a really good dude and that's kind of like where the just that's like i feel like that's like the seed of the discourse is like that's where it's like oh well like no joel's like he did the right thing it's the luke skywalker and, shit all over
2: again it's just like yeah. no luke skywalker is like the coolest guy in the world and he's like a badass and he's like the greatest jedi that ever existed it's like, it's no, it's he's, like a cry, he's a cry he's a baby. cry baby have you yeah. watched those? I was going to Taji
0: Station to pick up some power converters. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, just like another like Rick and Morty conversation where like mm-hmm. people who sure. love Rick, it's like I don't think you get the point of no, no. this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it makes yeah, it that much more anti-heroes. painful
3: in that last episode when he starts talking about Sarah and like they're going on, you know, saying like oh, I think she would have liked you because you're funny and he's kind of comparing them and you're sort of like, oh, oh no, stop. Just
0: stop. And he's
2: also making stop. it worse because he's saying like, not that you're the same, like he says it multiple times. Like, he Or not realizes. that you don't have a
0: great smile. Yeah, yeah
2: it's like he realizes what he's saying, yeah. but he's like you, You're cringing for him. I like Joel. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. He's not a good person, but I really like him and yeah, well, understand him. he's not real, him. so you can. That's like, very that's true. Fa- yeah, he's, it's, a fa- <laughs> he's a fake guy. You could like him all yeah. you I mean, want Like <laughs> if a real person like went around and just murdered a bunch of people and it was the end God, of the world. You shouldn't like that. I guy. wouldn't like him either. No.
1: Yeah, I don't like Charles Manson. It's a controversial <laughs> <You're> take. Talking- <laughs> I, really, I don't like him that much, mm.
2: no.
0: Okay. The, the mm. conversation is also hard at the end of that episode because you as the viewer are like realizing, well, if Sarah was still alive, she'd be like 36 at this point. And so like she would basically be like, she could be Ellie's mom really, or, you know, Ellie's aunt yeah, at the she'd very be like least. like the Melanie Linsky of that scenario. <laughs> exactly, and, yeah. then, and then you really start to realize, like, oh, Joel was, like, arrested development, big time.
3: Yeah, he got frozen in that period because his daughter well, you died. Do, you do learn yeah. he's, he does not know how to deal with a teenage girl. Yes yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a spoiler
1: for part two. He does not know nope. how to deal with and, uh, and, someone who's a little bit older. Than and that. he's mm.
2: locked in time. His watch.
0: His watch. He's uh, always
2: stuck right there.
0: mm Hmm. Symbolism. Gotta That's love cool. it. Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I you know, I think the show is is an overwhelming success. Uh, not just for the normies, but also people who like enjoyed the game. I think if you played the game and didn't like the show, I'm just like, I don't. I almost don't think you like the game that much. But I do think, um, it's you know, if I were to compare the two, as like just someone who has like you know an avid video game player and someone who loves this game and also you know maybe has just kind of like am a bit more like plugged into just like games as a medium than other people who are not for me i prefer the game you know and it's for those reasons um
3: that makes sense and i
1: am also to the same token very into shows and movies and stuff and i'm like the show is good the show's mm-hmm. good it's a good yeah. good hour of tv every fucking sunday but i just think you know it, my big question when they announce this is just like well how do they capture what made the game special even in like an hbo like super show and it's just like well i mean like they did and they got like you know like i was talking to my friend's parents the other day and they like got this they like understood exactly what the show was about and they're like you know boomers and it's like okay like Mm. like it, it is but like you know they never they never in a thousand years would have played that fucking game that's true ever so it's cool that it like you know the 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 things that make the game special thematically and otherwise like are resonant with people who don't you know pick up the sticks you know what i mean like that is cool and i'm very grateful for that and um and it's cool but i hope they change their tune with the market the marketing really fucking pissed me off like, mm. i hope it's they change their kind tune with that shit. yeah it's super condescending. Like also, there's like a lot of video games that tell great stories. That is the yeah. entire fucking are better than the, And they're like are fucking better yeah, than the last That's the of, like, entire point of
2: 8-bits. Like we were just like, this is not true. This like myth that like there are no good yeah. ones, it's like, no, it's just like some of them aren't good just because they're not good movies, and some of them aren't good because they're not good adaptations, mm. because why the fuck would you make a Super Mario Brothers movie? Stop. There's no fucking story It's just There's a, no shitty, yeah, it's just like
3: a shitty metric. <laughs> I think yeah. I kind of just like, you know, missed it because I, I stayed away from the marketing because I was afraid stuff would get spoiled for mm-hmm. me. So I didn't really seek anything out. Like, I think I only yes. watched the one trailer initially with you. Mm-hmm. And we rewatched that same trailer a couple of times. But I was sort of like, oh, I don't. Since I didn't play the game, I mean, it's, you know, it's like I kind of backed out of that.
2: It's an interesting, so it's interesting like, to
3: hear you guys talk about that part of it because I it, didn't really know that it had sort of that build-up or feedback.
2: It's an mm-hmm. odd, it's an odd like conversation to find myself in because uh, same with Robbie, I'm sure. Like it's, it's hard to like disconnect the game from the show. So if the show doesn't express something legitimately enough for anybody who's not familiar with the game to understand it. As, like, a critic, I might be able to clock in on that. But, like, as someone who, like, deeply loves these characters, like, it's very hard for me to not, you know, connect the dots where the show might actually not be doing it. You know, like, Burn, when you were talking about the bloater and stuff like that, like, I didn't even think about that. Like, where it's like, oh, that thing's acting a lot different than everything else because it's acting like how it acts in the game, which is much more cinematic and threatening because like Robbie said, like it's a boss. Like when that thing shows up, it's like progress to the next level by beating this bloater, you know, kind sure. of thing. Yeah. And like that never even connected with me because I was just like, yes, the bloater, the thing that I have fought before.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's hard to, you know, playing the game and judging the show on its own merit. It's like, it is. So t- I can only judge it as an adaptation. I can't judge it as just like, how is it as it's
0: as its own, own thing. thing? Right.
1: Yeah, which is why I am so critical of it as an adaptation because I'm just like, well, if I'm going to be, you know, making content on it or, you know, just just you know, a, a scholar of of storytelling, uh I'm just like, yeah, I mean like it's it for the most part like it is very is very good. It's very com- competent. And you could tell, you know, that they put people in charge who they really do respect the source material, which is cool. Um And I I know Neil Druckmann definitely respects video games, even if, like, maybe the marketing made it sound otherwise. But, uh, yeah, I just think I'm curious to see what they do going forward. Um, And I hope that they go as as dark and as bold, because I think that is what they should do. Um, We'll see.
0: Yeah, for sure. I don't play a lot of video games anymore the one that i probably have played the most that did have adaptations was tomb raider but i do agree with you uh it always really bothers me when there's a book and you know it's been like a bestseller and it's like you know five years old or whatever like a book that does really well everyone's kind of like sitting around waiting to see if it gets picked up to be adapted into a movie And that's kind of a bummer because, yeah, like, the the medium in which it exists is the medium in which it was created and crafted and kind of was meant to be a part of. And, yeah, it's kind of a bummer when you go to, like, a Barnes & Noble and you see, like, all of these books and all of them are face out and all of them have, like, now a major motion picture. Yeah. Because it does almost, like, imply that, like, oh, this isn't good until it's made into a movie. Yeah. Or, like, like this is an important... Yeah, and that's kind of a bummer. I think some things can just exist as their original medium. When they put, actor's
2: faces... Yes. uh, You're like, it's The Great Gatsby. Get Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) off the front of this fucking book. God damn it. It's it's actually funny, too, because I just watched uh, all the Hunger Games movies for no fucking reason at all. Because they're all on Netflix.
3: Why not? I just watched them all,
2: and I remember reading those books, and, like, I had a blast reading those books. I think that they are you know, not even going to be condescending to, like, YA books because, like, I don't read a lot of those, so I don't fucking know. Um, I hear they're not very well written most of the time. That's not true. I mean, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I don't believe that, but the Hunger Games books, I think, are just, like, written perfectly. I, like, devoured those three books in, like, a week and a half when they were, like, recommended to me. And watching those movies, I was just like, man, those books are really good. But, like, the adaptation can't take that away. Just That's like the show, like no matter what happens, you know, you know, me and Robbie, I'll admit it. We'll see if Robbie does. Um, I'm, I'm brave and Robbie's a brave boy too. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. we we'll um, We were shaking in our boots uh, when they announced this and they were actually doing it. We were just like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like, mm-hmm. they have the right people involved. Yeah. So, so it's it made like, sense. I think it's going
1: to be good. But I, I, and you know, to, to now be at the other side of it, it's just like, well, I mean, it was better than I expected, but the things I was worried about were true. Yeah, I mean, like the things where I'm like the weaker parts of the show. Like, yeah, they didn't they didn't nail it for me. Um, yeah, I think there's like, you know, I, I'm almost just like people who are like more critical of the game. Let's critical of the show. I'm like, I don't really get. I I think there are way more criticisms to levy against the show that is very good, uh, and especially again in like the in the adaptation when the, when the show is staying in its lane and using television of as a medium as its strengths. It is ten out of ten material. Mm-hmm. When it's doing beat for beat stuff with the game, it it feels seven. It's, it, like, it's it feels opening itself it's up weaker. to comparison,
2: but I think that that's... exactly. But luckily, they they balance it well. And, so I, I, and just know, like you and me, show. I find that brave. You know, like I think that that's like that's a difficult <laughs> yeah. decision to make. Where it's just like, how else do you do that Joel interrogation scene? Like, how else do you do yeah. that? Like when he wakes up and realizes she's not there, and he just like fucking snaps and like goes back to that like you know we haven't even mentioned too like there's like aspects of the game like the the specific things that are added that are like really cool like Mount linsky's character is not in the game Mm. that is a complete fabrication to just kind of put a leadership face like a leadership role put a face to that role of the raiders in pittsburgh or in this sense in kansas city Because they changed it to that. Because that's the Sam and Henry thing takes place in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. in the game. Hmm. And then the same with like, you know, the older couple that they bump into in the cabin that –
3: Oh is, Graham Greene, and is it, yeah, yeah for
2: Graham Greene. It, Love it's like that
3: scene. very
2: yeah. good. It's a very good scene, and it does this thing without you realizing they teach, it. They teach, they you, about they teach the you about the interrogation scene. thing of like, I'm gonna. I asked you where this is, and now I'm gonna ask <laughs> that, and that is in earlier in the game. And so when that happens in the interrogation scene, you're just like. Mm -hmm. like he's going back where he's like you point to where i gotta go and then i'm gonna ask him and if it's different i'm gonna kill you like that kind of thing they Mm -hmm. do that and they just do it in this kind of plucky fun you know road comedy way first and then it becomes this thing of just like
0: insidious what's gonna happen
2: right now is joel gonna fucking kill these guys and he do he do
1: but yeah i mean the show also like I feel like the show, again, it, it uses its medium as a strength, but, like, it makes Joel, like, like, it turns into, like, Joel and Ellie from, like, Game to Show. Joel's a lot more like, um, like, the scene where he's talking to Tommy in the Kin episode that I really like. Uh, he's doing a lot of emotional manipulation. It's not really in the game. It's not played that way in the game yeah. when he does that, where he's using his, like, I need you to do this, man, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're not even good at fucking shooting, and he's, like, drinking, and it feels like an older brother bullying his younger brother. Yeah. That's not the the mood in the no. game. It's very that's very much like added into the show to great effect. And the show just I feel like plays Joel just kind of like a bit more um just adds those things in there and the and that performance that I think are really strong. And then Bella Ramsey's Ellie um the Ellie in the game like does she she has moments of fun, but but Bella Ramsey plays her a bit more like she's a bit more like annoying and kind of like aloof and doesn't really give a shit. Um Whereas in the game, those moments are there, but uh, especially when you first meet Ellie, she's like really somber. Yes. Um, and she's kind of like, because she she feels the weight of like, I am mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah. And she also does mm-hmm. no job. Oh, she's
2: like, who the fuck is this crazy guy?
1: Yeah, so she's, and she's, like, she's actually like a bit more like shy at first in the game, yeah. and then she like opens up more gotcha. as the game progresses, which is again, like, you know, I didn't really kind of pick up on those differences until I just started replaying it for like the seventh time. Like it, this weekend after seeing the show, you know. Um but yeah, those little differences that they do are are strong. And I think, you know, I do think all the again, all the changes they make to make the show a show, I'm like sick. Amazing, so good. That third episode, right. man. It's great. So good. Yeah, and they don't there's there's none of I mean like oh, Bill is oh, there's that is allu- a very different story that It's extremely yeah. different. Um, yeah, that's
0: what I've heard
2: yeah but it's great and it's, it's like smart
1: and you know? it, again yeah.
2: it, it, it leads that specific change too like leads towards like the overall theme of love being very important and integrated into the theme of the show mm-hmm. separate from the game because in the game that story is um, dark and um, malicious uh, kind of mean um, and does not end happy even though this one ends with you know death it's still kind of happy Uh, in the game no that is um, it is very very mean and I think it's supposed to be because it's supposed to be
0: what happens um probably we can say sure
2: uh, well, in the game, they
1: go to they meet Bill, and Bill's like you know he's a similar he's like a hoarder character. But at this point, him and Frank have split, and their queer relationship is very, very, very subtextual. He refers to um, Frank as his partner, but you're not you're as the player you're like, well, is that like oh, that crime.
0: team? Yeah,
2: people. Are, yeah, I don't know. Plus, this game came um, out in 2013 before gay people existed, so we didn't know. Yeah, they weren't they weren't really around bad yet. Uh,
0: Murray Bartlett, was so, like you was know acting and everything. Yeah,
2: you as as, as Joel and Ellie, you need
1: to. Joel is like, I need to go see Tommy. This guy, Bill, owes me a favor. Uh, he has a car. We need to go get it. You meet Bill. Bill's just like, I have a car. I need a battery. And Bill's a lot more like. He's he's such a fucking dick. He's like he's such an your asshole. Your uncle on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's just so annoying. Um, and but he's a, he's a bit like one note. Like him and Ellie really butt heads because they're just like both like just like aggro types. Oh, uh, so but she yeah, gets to so, meet meet so you him go
3: live, yeah
1: yeah yeah and then so you're traveling through bill's town which is like you know an area of i guess downtown boston i'm not really mm-hmm. sure that he has made into kind of like a safe haven that's full of traps and full of stuff um and you're trying to get this car battery that's when you encounter your first bloater you you end up like in like a school gym you fight him, and then you know gameplay 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 long story short you make it to a random house and you find the car battery and then you see Frank is hung.
4: Oh.
1: Um, he's he's killed himself and that in Bill gets like a little emotional. He's like fuck that guy and then you find a note that Frank left for Bill that kind of was like it's you know they're they're definitely scorned lovers. He's like I never want to spend another fucking day with you. You didn't really want to do anything which it kind of harkens to like the argument yes. they have in the show yeah. whereas Bill where like Frank's just like I want to meet people. I want to do that. Right. But the show pivots and allows it... It's like, what if they did? Right. You know, it gives them um, this hope
2: for this character that they never ending. even talked yeah. to in the game, which was very emotional for me, because I was like, I give two fucking fucks about Frank. He's like yeah. a non-playable character that's dead. He's the literally only he who's dead. Yep. And they just turn him into like, one so of good. my favorite characters in the show. <laughs> it's like, it's so insane. good
1: <laughs> it yeah. the, So, like, yeah. you know, what is a pretty, like, classic video game mission, they scrapped it entirely um, and gave you that. And it's better because the Bill's Town probably would have been the two most boring episodes of the yes. show
2: if they did it the way they did it. You know, Yeah, everybody... Yeah. If they didn't do it, they didn't do it the way they... Yeah. Fans it. of the game, I think, when you're just like, oh, shit, Bill... He's going to be in the show. Cool. They're more thinking about the level than the character of Bill, I think. Because the level's cool. Because there's like tripwires cool. everywhere. Yeah. You've got to be very careful. It's like where you're learning to like... It's all... It's set during like golden hour. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's a very cool... Yeah. Like Smart. Aesthetically you're learning like part of the that game. like... Yeah. As you're going to start going into all of these abandoned QZs and abandoned towns, you, you're going to have to like keep an eye out for traps. Because mm-hmm. Bill's not the only one that builds traps. He just builds very good ones. But... Traps become a very big thing later on in the game. Mm. Both you yeah. setting traps for people. Yeah, Bill gives
1: you a shotgun and he also gives you a nail bomb, which is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're just kind of like, you know, hang out with Bill and he's like super annoying. But <laughs> he is like, you know, you have this like relationship with him because like he knew you. Because te- you guys you guys still had the smuggling relationship that they have in the mm. show where it's like they would smuggle things to and from each other. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but even like, you know, like Joel never even met Frank no. in the game. It is. Right. So he was, he, was, he, was, he was the fuck. This that guy. episode yeah. is just. Like I love Anna so Torb, so
3: I I, I liked the interaction with yeah. her and Frank and like them having some kind of oh, weird friendship. So like, so good I love her because I, I mean, I, yeah. I'm a, like a big.
2: She's good. She rivals fringe. the OG Tess for sure. She does. Yeah, no, she's, Tess is not a very big character in the game, obviously. She's great. Yeah. Uh, but she's, she's amazing. Great, though, she's great. Like, she's very important. Yeah. To, like, kind of solidifying who Joel is as a character, both in the game and in the show, even though those two things are very different. She's kind of always making yeah. fun of him in the game. And that's where you start to kind of realize that Joel really doesn't have a sense of humor. And he's kind of a broken dude and a psychopath.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And you slowly start to kind of yeah. Their romantic relationship is a lot more, like you're like, where are you guys? It's very, very, it's and in it, game it, it, complex, um, complex, you know, yeah. like I would say like that opening chunk of the game is also like, it's absolutely like the weakest part of the game. Like it's kind of a slog to get through. Um, even in the remaster version I'm playing that, which like looks really good. It's like, let's fucking you, get you, to the, yeah. yeah, you should, yeah. Um, Cause the, the show does it a lot better. teaching like, you how the show. to
2: do things, what the rules are, how you do yeah. like, Oh, pull out the gun. This but is how that, you reload all that
1: stuff. Condensed. Um, that in the show and introduced, and they and they just added a lot more characters, especially in that first section. It mm-hmm. just made it so much better. Again, which is like you know where the show you know
2: is an improvement. And again, effort. like over the game, big difference too is they're looking for a car battery so he can go help his brother in the show. In the game, they are looking for a bunch of guns that they have because they go out yeah. and kill people for their job. <laughs> like, so it's it's just a little bit different where they they have to kind of soften the edges of Joel's character faster than the game allows the game like you get to know joel and you hear these conversations that he has with um ellie and in the show they're like well we only have like roughly seven and a half hours to make this happen so you know he's touchy and kind of a dick but like He's a nice guy, isn't he? Like, kind of thing. They have to kind of start from there. And that's one of the less interesting, like, changes, like, Robbie was talking about that I agree with, where it's like, it was kind of nice to, like, see Joel as, like, a hard ass at first, and then just, like, kind of slowly soften, which is timed perfectly with Ellie hardening harder than she's ever been, mm. Um and kind of closing up uh while he's trying to be like, tell me a joke. Oh, we'll play... Play this and that giraffe scene like comes exactly uh, where it needs to, which is your favorite awesome. moment in the game. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's pretty messed up that people watch things and they're like, "The CGI sucks," and it's like, "That it's was a real, real giraffe."
2: You know what? <laughs> that was cool.
0: <laughs> I people find are that dumb.
2: Hilarious.
0: Hilarious, but yeah, dumb. Fuck those, yeah. Yeah. fuck those.
1: Fuck those people. I fuck those fuck. people. I mean, it's also like I don't know. I feel like the same people who would be like, "That giraffe looks like really bad," to the same token, are also just like, but. That stuff in the Marvel movie looks good. Yeah. I'm just like I just feel like we watch different. Stuff. You're wrong, people. Feel like we watch different stuff. It's like listen, there are there is bad CGI yeah. and stuff, and then there's good CGI and stuff. And in the case of real giraffe, that CGI is great because he is real. Because he's
0: real. Yeah, practical effects.
2: Yeah, they don't realize yeah. that like they actually had to like enlarge uh, Chorus ball's head to be able to be that in Ant Man. Like that's real. That's not CGI. That's real. I heard they had to make his. I heard they had to make his head smaller. Did
0: they? Wow. Conflicting yeah, reports. I, yeah,
1: he normally has a really, really big head, but they made it smaller for his.
0: Motor they replaced right? all
2: of his teeth with baby <laughs> teeth. Like he actually normal. Corstal went through that.
0: He just said, "Punch so. me in the mouth. Yeah. Fill him up with small ones." <laughs> well, yeah. My last question to you guys before we wrap this up. Is is there a planned Last of Us Part Three for the video game? Without spoiling the end of Last of Us Part Two, are they going to work on Last of Us Part Three or no?
1: Recently, there was a headline where Neil is just like, "Hey, I get asked about." He did it in one of these like post show interviews. And he's like, "Hey, I was. I know you guys ask me all the time for doing Last of Us Part Three. I can't tell you what we're working on next, but." We went with what excites us most, and the decision has already been made. It seems like it's not... the His tone, I feel like it's not going to be Last of Us Part 3. Okay. Uh, the thing is, there is another Last of Us game coming out, um... Probably this year, or very soon, and it's the Last of Us multiplayer game. Oh, okay. Uh, Last was Part One, or Last of Us, the first Last of Us before it even was Part One. Right. Uh, had a multiplayer mode called Factions, which is awesome. The mo- it was basically a team deathmatch, but it was very like survivor based, which is like kind of the motif of the game. Is like your survivors, so it would be like two teams of four versus each other, and you had twenty lives to between all of you so if you're the dick dying 15 times you really fucked over the team right so it's kind of like you have to like be very sneaky and help your team up but also like the gameplay in last of Us is like super brutal so it led to like really crazy moments i played it a lot in college it was like my friends call of duty like we'd love playing that game uh we'd get super high and just pass the controller around it was it was really like honestly like some of the best like video game moments of my life so i'm very excited for last of Us factions but it's gonna be like a standalone multiplayer game sure and it seems like it's going to have a lot of like narrative in it and you're going to be playing probably as just like you know these different factions you probably are going to have like a place that's inter- just judging by like multiplayer games of the time like of right now i feel like there's gonna be like a hub zone where you like are collecting bounties and missions and then going into the game world to do these things right. I think it's going to be pretty open especially judging by the gameplay of last of Us part two um and uh yeah i hope i'm very excited for that yeah, it's probably going to be like you make your own character, you're engaging in the world
2: of I'm of sure Wars. there'll it's be a little bit expansive. more world building too. And it's just like little little tiny yeah. salts, you know, right? Yeah. Like they're going to just be like, "Oh, you can read notes and stuff like that still."
1: Last of Us Part 2 does a good job of expanding like the different types of factions Raiders, in yeah. the world of mm-hmm. Last of Us, For like sure. you know, there's like yeah, different factions of like, you know, these people, you know, when the outbreak happened, these people went to this state yeah. and they formed this and that's now the, they're here. Yeah, that's All one these of people the got right. really it, yeah. weird. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I think they're going to, there's going to be more of that in this game. So I don't think Last of Part 3, in terms of like the mainline Ellie Joel continuity that we're seeing, uh, it seems like Last of Us Part 3. Is at the very least not their next game, but last uh, Naughty Dog, the the studio behind the games, so they're pretty big. They've worked on projects simultaneously. I do think Last of Us Part
2: Three will happen, but I do think it's going to be
0: a while. Far away. Mm-hmm.
2: And it,
1: and
0: Interesting.
2: I think it should be. Um, yeah, you know, like yeah. it's the same thing. It where it's some like time. There was, you know, seven years between the the first part and the second part, and oh. that seven years yeah. is actually very important to like the narrative within the game because it's pretty much real time has passed. It's been about seven or eight years. Yeah. Um and uh sorry that was very specific. Sorry about that. Uh and yeah. for part 3, like I kind of feel like narratively the most narratively interesting thing that they could do is repeat that. It's allow time to pass. Enjoy this game. We've got a multiplayer factions thing for all you little weed nerds out there who love to play that in college kind of thing. And they're going to do that and kind of like build up momentum. (laughs) They're making money off of the brand on HBO. Um, So I feel like they are going to take their time on it. I'm. You're probably going to get that Ellie's mom game before you get Last of Us Part 3. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like get a nice little yeah. DLC of that and... But that makes sense because again, like, take your time. And then that would make sense in, like, the, uh, the eventual historical narrative of it where it's like, we came out with Part 1 and then they got a DLC that told Ellie's story. And then they came out with Part 2 and then a few years later they got something that told you Ellie's mom's story. And then we got Part 3. Like, that's... You know that's this. They're thing. also
1: very, they're very like historically kind of coy. Yeah. Like, when Last of Us Part One came out, uh, again, it wasn't part. It was just Last of Us. Kind of like how Star Wars is just Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we didn't know up until a year before Part Two came out that they were making Part Two. Yeah. So oh, we yeah. That's we thought exciting. we thought that that's how Last of Us ended, right? Yeah. And there was a lot of debate of like, did it even need a sequel? And <laughs> you know, Last was Last of Us Part Two is kind of in a similar boat where it's just like this could be it, just be the end.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's a great
1: but ending. But I feel like, you know, there's definitely more, like, you know, me as, you know, without spoiling things, like, there's more I wanna know. Yeah. Because uh, I wanna see, there's a lot of characters they introduce. I wanna see what they do next and some characters that stick around. And I also am very curious about what they're up to. But we'll see. I think it'll happen, but not soon.
0: Yeah, well, I guess uh, I wasn't necessarily like leading the witness per se. But yeah, in, in my question, it's more interesting to think because HBO has been known. To not know when to say when. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes gets gets ahead of story material, Mm -hmm. especially in the case of Game of Thrones. So it'll be interesting because this is such a hit if when they come out with, you know, season two, if that is going to be all of part two. Or if they are going to separate it into two seasons, because I think,
1: gonna, I
2: think they
0: yeah. said yeah, they, they
2: say, I
1: think, and yeah. then
0: maybe they'll go further than even what the game mm, is as season, of that season you know four what I mean? will be a toss up. Yeah.
2: right. I, yeah. I would imagine that Druckman because Druckmann was very particular about the contract. Okay, uh, we obviously don't know any details, but they, it's the contract that he signed with HBO has been brought up a couple times in interviews, not mm-hmm. specifics, but pretty much just like kind of what Robbie said before, it was like these five things need to be, like he was like, Are you the have to have like the giraffe. You have to have that. It needs to end like this. We need to do this. Like he was very particular about That's that. That's good. And I would imagine that he probably does have something because it is Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog is producing it. It's not just HBO. And like, That's he, true. Uh, he owns the these characters. So I would imagine that he probably has like some kind of writer in the contract that's like, if I say three seasons and done, three seasons and done, we can negotiate. But like, that's
1: that's let's what keep our it fingers is. crossed so, for that. Well, also if we get another season,
2: he probably will be
1: involved in writing it. I yeah. hope so. so. It would be like the the it would be like you know the proper uh, right yeah. It's not it's not like two guys who are not George R. R. Martin. spitballing yes. right. After oh. the you know what? It, yeah. It, does that kind of answer your yeah. Yeah. yeah? So I I feel like that's what would happen if it were to continue past the continuity of the game with those characters, either the show will really change and we'll see kind of like okay, well that's different, so now they're doing this. I don't think that's going to happen. It seems like they're pretty they want to do what the game is. Or, you know, it will continue and then, yeah, Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin will be writing it. Um, I think like George R. R. Martin he's not involved, he was not involved with the later seasons. He's not involved in any of the writing of the TV show, but I think he is more involved in House of the Dragon, right?
0: Yeah, he was he was involved in Game of Thrones. But he didn't like write it. I don't think he wrote it per se, but I think he had some say in what was going down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was disappointing on his end, too. You know, like it really just like felt like he wasn't having the integrity to, you know, stick with his story or stop it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is very funny.
0: It's hard
1: when, you
2: know, you can make a lot of money. It is very funny that Ramsey and Pascal are both from Game of Thrones, too. Like, that's like a thing that I remember every now and then where you're like, well, I guess it's kind of Game of Thrones at this point is kind of like prestige law and order, where it's like everybody was fucking on Game of Thrones at one point. (laughs) That thing was on for 10 years that's a good comparison yeah
0: definitely that's why i thought it was so bold when succession announced their fourth season and then all of a sudden they were like by the way this is the last season Bye. i was like yeah, yeah cool very just cool. Did that too.
3: Yeah. i love when shows have a plan to end and stick with it a lot yes. of good
2: shows are ending like their final seasons are in front of us like same with oh, ted know. lasso ted lasso they're like this, oh, is the, this is like the last season of this motherfuckers it's like okay good which is good let these Good. people go on to do something else. You know, like that's we don't need six seasons and a movie of every goddamn thing. We need it for community. I can, we see, need them, that, I can see them not doing six seasons. And I a would movie. like to see them do
1: like Last of Us Part 2 and it's like, you know, natural conclusion and then do a season that's like in the world of Last of Us, which is much what I think fact it was what I think Last of Us multiplayer is House of the Dragon,
2: like that kind they of could thing, do, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they could do any character. They could do literally Anything mm-hmm. they get, they just don't do Star Wars where it's like, let's see, like what this character
2: is. About don't you to want to do. find yeah. out how Han Solo got his gun? Yeah. You fucking how Ellie. How did Ellie's?
1: How did Ellie's uncle get her shoes? Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, like that's all this fucking shit is. Like, I fucking, I'm
2: so
3: done
1: with
2: it. Except for Andor, with all
1: this it's new Oh man, I'm, I, I, I for,
3: gotta say, watching Andor. New Mandalorian, I was like, oh man, I just, I just, Andor was so good.
1: I watched that first episode of Mandalorian. I was just like. So why, it's like I don't yeah. know. It's like why am I back I here?
2: Know. Why did
1: I come back here? I, we talked and I like. Me and I about this where it's
2: just like I don't. <laughs> like, I like the idea that like Mandalorian can be fucking goofball bananas. Like, but it's not. That. But it's not. It's not that. That. But it's Star Wars can chapter be. filler. That's all I just wanted to get yeah, back to it, that.
1: Don I wish I wanted to be more. When they got rid of fucking Baby Yoda, I was like, oh, it's gonna be back to where it's like, oh, he's doing like his own thing, yeah. and we'll get back to getting the baby back. And they were just like, we're actually cowards, so we're going re- to do this as quickly as possible. <laughs> we're not even going to wait for him to do it in the next season. I mean, they are like, we're going to go in a different show and give him back to Baby. <laughs> gonna that, is the show. Yeah. that is the
2: wildest show. And they
1: didn't even explain no.
2: it. <laughs> like, They're just like, go crazy. fuck yourself. Who cares? It's crazy.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't uh, know. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for episodes to stack up before I. That's a that's, good a, call good call. To, that's a good I'm call. I'm like I'm not. I cannot wait week to week for this. The, the
0: first episode is pretty boring. So I mean, yeah, I, stack them up for sure. It's yeah. funny
2: that Mandalorian comes into play not just because of the again Pedro Pascal he's everywhere eternal. Um, uh-huh. It is funny that like I can't remember the last time that I was excited about a week to week show than the first season of Mandalorian like from the last of us I know. like I, I love was just talking about so last of us yeah last you of were us second, I was just like yeah. man it's sunday i would not make plans on sunday
3: people were well, like yeah. you want to come over i'm like no Yeah. it's last of us it's tv time. Mean, yellow jackets the, is the, coming up on sunday hell so right. yes buzz buzz that's, yes. buzz that's week to week yes. yeah please. oh burn there's a really good um interview and article on melanie linsky in new york times and it's, like, just, you know, and it kind of talks a little bit about Last of Us as well, but it just talks about, like, her evolution of her career and the types of characters she plays. It's cool. She's great. Yeah, she's cool.
2: Have you... Have you worn the yellow jacket? Have you been stung?
1: I think mean, Clara and I are going to try and watch it all this week. She's seen it before. She watched it without me, and I like to give her a lot of shit about it. Sure, sure. Um, and, but, she, but we're going to try and watch it this week. We're also... Right now, we're watching... All the John Wicks in preparation, mm-hmm. which wow. is wow. getting which is getting very good reviews. And I'm yeah, that's
2: this. We very just watched
1: exciting. part one, or John Wick one,
2: not John, John Wick
1: w- part one, <laughs> the remaster one. for PS
2: five.
1: <laughs> uh, one. We just watched that before coming on the mic, and uh, that movie is so fucking. It's good. a good
2: movie.
1: We're both. We're both just like it's still so fucking good. I'm. Gonna, I think we're gonna watch once this shit's done. We're gonna watch part two. What do you think yeah, the best yeah. one Number
2: is three. before you've rewatched them?
1: John Wick. Hmm. I think the order is is one two three. I like yeah. the like, first
3: one. Okay.
1: I think the I think the first one is so pure. So good. It, is. it is. You're right. It's two got the most is, compelling like,
3: story for
1: him. I think two is kind of the most. Exciting I think two is the best. Does. I think
2: two is the best one because like they're they're playing with five. I think third's
1: the worst one. I think we can all agree the third one kind of. Well, sucks. yeah, because the <laughs> third one the third was one, like it's not good.
2: Because the second one was kind of a toss up to the third one. Like the ending is very much like chapter three coming, uh, but then like the ending of chapter three was very much just like fuck you wait for four and you're like what are you gonna do a four and they're like we don't know yeah. bye
1: it was i feel like the throw in. they're like we gotta set stuff up but we're they had a little bit of like identity crisis but i, two, I mean two is like it's so good it's very close but yeah i think one two
0: three for me well, Robbie, I think Yellow Jackets is very crushable, and I just rewatched the whole first season. I would I dig-
1: feeling once it started, I'm not going to want to see Yeah, stop. I, so I, w- I yeah. watched it without Mike,
3: <laughs> also because I think I remember meeting Claire and her hyping it, and I was like, "Oh shit, I want to watch that." She was she was like crazy. And yeah. Burn and Scotty were talking about it, and I was like, "I gotta watch that." And then I would you know, we talked about, "All right, can we pay for Showtime?" All right, we're gonna pay for well, Showtime. Claire,
2: Claire works for Showtime. <laughs> no, that's her
1: last name.
2: <laughs> Claire Showtime. Claire
1: Showtime. She has an uncle. She has an uncle that works at Nintendo. Right? Oh. She's the heiress the of America like games. the Showtime. Oh. But
3: uh, but yeah, yeah, I rewatched the whole thing with Mike, and it was great, even on second watch. So yeah, good show. I'm sure. Theme song, it's one good. of the all time top oh, theme songs. Theme song. Give me that theme song yeah. back.
2: I'm so excited um, about
3: that. Mm-hmm. Before we close out mm-hmm. on John John Wick, I I'm sad about. Lance Reddick passing away because he's also like talking about Anna Torv he was also on French with Anna Torv and like he's just such a good actor mm -hmm. he's got that voice man it's yeah, too young.
1: I, he seemed like the healthiest dude. Like
3: I don't It said know. he was I, I know anything said he was 60. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. I feel like, like away, yeah. you know, and they said natural causes so it's, I feel like that's usually heart attack, but maybe it'll I, come out
2: more I, later. I don't I, know. It could be aneurysm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was like, just like my filters and like who we follow and stuff like that. That was like the biggest outpouring I've seen on Twitter. In a while. Ever. Because
3: well, I think it was ever. totally like, unexpected. Like, I can't even think
2: of something that compares to that. Like it's just like yeah, i had to like not be on Twitter it was like just nuts so it's it's just just like really yeah, it was just like every single thing and it was great you know and like they kept bringing up the yeah. uh the lavar burton bit which i think is one of the most genius thing that's ever been made and now everybody i think has seen it um uh, which is good because it's probably the best thing not even just lance reddick just anybody has ever done it is the funniest thing in the world um yes want to watch
3: the wire again which is never a bad idea it's a jump it's a jump yeah an investment good. for sure. Yeah, it's good though. Who uh b-
2: who was uh your favorite character from The Last of Us? Burn and Diana. Uh people who have not played the games
3: besides the the main characters? I mean, or? I guess
2: you could pick the main characters, but like, you know,
3: there's anybody in there?
0: Hmm. That's a tough question because really, like, surprisingly, there's a huge world building there's aspect lot, yeah. to it, but it didn't feel like there were a lot of characters, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, the character subset felt like pretty tight. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think any of the bit characters outside of, say, like, Sam or Henry or, like, Melanie Linsky's character.
4: Mm-hmm. I think okay.
0: those are the ones that got, like, the most airplay. Obviously, like, episode three got a huge, um, like, obviously everyone loves that with yeah, Bill and Frank. Frank. Yeah. But, but I, I think I like after... Riley. Yeah, Riley was good. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I think after that episode came out and everyone was like, this is the best episode of television I've ever seen, I had, like, a little bit of, like... <gasps> You guys just aren't watching television then. Yes, because yeah. I think that kind of bummed me out a little bit, and so I kind of went the opposite way, where I was like, "Yes, it's a very good episode of television. I'm not disputing that." But people who are saying it's like the best thing they've yeah. seen in years, like, it's like
2: acting like Mike Bird just throwing hyperbole around left <laughs> and right. It's like, no, 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 that's my job. Okay, right. I'm like, that's the best
0: <laughs> thing ever. Like, you
2: guys can't do that. Right, right. Yeah, hey, I think people are just like they're
1: surprised where it's like in this of all shows, but they don't realize True. that last of us, and even going forward, last was. One of the gayest shows yeah. or uh, uh, games, like very like, gay, yeah. It's extremely, it's also very, like, it's very diverse, queer, and uh, makes your female protagonists uh, more challenging than your male ones. And I feel like even in circles of uh, people who should really respect that, it is not, yeah,
3: that's yeah, it's a bummer. Maybe my favorite characters were were Storm Reed as Riley and Anna Torv as Tess. I think mm-hmm. I, you know, besides Bella and and Pedro Pascal, I would say like besides the Joel and Ellie of it all, those were probably my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I love uh, Frank because, oh man, I, I love Armand from White Lotus so I, I was excited to see that guy again. Yeah. He was great.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I had a favorite outside of uh, the two mains, for sure. Um, I mean, they're
2: just, like, they're, they're... They're very good. They're chemistry, too. Like, they're good on their own with all their individual scenes and their representations of these characters, however different or similar from time to time they can be from the game. I really like it. I'm excited to see them portray events that I know are coming up and also events that I don't know are coming that's the That's the really exciting thing about mm-hmm. part... The different is stuff. The different stuff that you do in part two because there's... Yeah. So much that you can do in that thing, which is why I would imagine they're making it two seasons because there's a lot in part two. It's a much bigger game, right? Um, that you have to have, and there's like one big reason. I mean, yeah, talk, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there is. We thought we could talk about it another time. I mean, we could probably do an eight bits uh, in like a, a little bit once we've had time to kind of like sit on it after your your replay, perhaps, and just like really kind of yeah. talk about. Um, yeah, we could do a Last of Us 2 prediction. Yeah, like, and we yeah. can do spoilers and stuff. And it's like, ah, for all you nerds Dude. out there that want to check this out. But their, their chemistry is one of the most important things. Mm. And that's easier to do in a video game because it's, you know, performances, dialogue. You write it just perfectly and execute it. And you get 15 plus hours to, like, really connect these two people and understand their relationship and why the decisions that need to be made at the end needed to be made and why they had to happen the way that they did. And that's a big thing for Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey to take on. And especially with this fan base, which is, um, again, uh, not all great. Uh, it was a very big deal. And I truly just think that they both knocked it out of the park. It was nuts. It's it's yeah, they're great. just different enough, exactly what I wanted it to be. And they also just seem like, they're two, like, little cutie pies. Like, and so they really just seem like they like each other yeah. in real life, too, which is kind of They seem like they have good important. chemistry
3: and interviews and things like that when you see videos of them. And mm-hmm. they seem like they're having a good time anytime Bella posts photos to her Twitter feed of being on set and stuff. They, they yeah, they look yeah, like they're they having a They seem
2: good. good. Time. They got little nicknames for each other. Yep. Pedge. Yep. <laughs> Pedge.
0: Yeah,
1: well, yeah. The uh, the economy of how they grew their relationship and their closeness in the show was very well done
0: and genuine. The game you have
1: like all the time you have all the yeah. time in the world to have you know I got forty or twenty hours to see them build this relationship in the show. You know, every episode you saw them get like a little bit closer and put their walls down a little bit, and I thought they really? I thought that was like something I was just like very impressed by. Where it's like, oh yeah, and even they had episodes where they weren't fucking in it. It still like grew that relationship uh, very much, and just made it very believable. It's like, how do these two estranged people have this relationship by by the end of the show? And even though I feel like you know, you see Joel being like a little like creepy style almost, or like cringy at the end of season one, like um, they do like have this, this like deep respect. You know, they're they're trauma bonded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's done well.
2: Yeah the, yeah, the lone wolf and young cub,
1: which mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal
2: seems to be really milking. He loves it. He loves it. Robbie, what's <laughs> who's... Because uh, I, I asked Burn and Dee, uh and if it's not in the first game, then you can just say it's not. Uh, who's your favorite character? My
1: favorite, char- my favorite character is not in the first ah. game. Uh-huh. My favorite Last of Us character is not in the first game of The Last is of it, Us. Is she coming? Oh, She's God. coming.
3: Uh-huh. Who's your favorite portrayal in the first game in this show
1: Mm, i i mean i really like i mean maybe you know it's hard to say with the episode three like is the portrayal my favorite or is it like the drastic change in writing is kind of what makes it it's so different it's just like well is it like a you know adaptation i do think um I'm very impressed with what Bella Ramsey did with Ellie because again not until just playing the game now and then post-watching the show a game I've played so many times All right, we get it Robbie you've played there's it a lot. just some subtle some subtle things that she's she's doing in the show where I didn't notice I was like oh yeah that's it is really it's just done really well but you know again like pedro has his moments where i'm like oh yeah that's why he's right. here yeah mm-hmm. you know and, and it's really good so i think it's hard for me to choose but it's it's between them um but also yeah i mean kind of what uh d was saying and it's hard yeah she's so she's so good as tests and just adds like you know just layer that uh doesn't speak to the is the performance of Tess in the first game is very good but you know she's only given so much writing yeah. wise uh whereas in the show she just has like a lot more yeah, and and but only two episodes she really too, like, good she's
2: very yeah. important she's like I gotta be the reason you have to believe they gave her they gave her yeah, a lot you more, have to which believe that the reason that joel keeps doing this at first that allows everything else to happen is because tess is like you have to do this yeah mm-hmm. and that's that's rough and then and also
1: also i don't know if you guys know this but sam isn't deaf in the game oh no yeah So another like really strong change and yeah it was great and also you know Harry and Sam are amazing in the game and they're also done yeah so I know I didn't really answer the question but um, all the all the performances in the show are are good and again like when they pivot and they change I'm always like wow that's such a good idea like that's so strong Um, yeah yeah it's a good show they have a bright future. Uh, not plot wise, but
0: oh yeah, <laughs> very very dark future plot wise. It's
2: not gonna, it's not gonna be pretty.
0: <laughs> no, not at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, we should play part two, Diana.
0: Mm. I, I will
1: be. Uh, oh, again, yeah, I, I kind of want to show Claire. <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. I want to show Claire like the first few hours because I was just like, you will be safe from like someone just telling you some dumb shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's
2: the other thing. It's like I can't express enough where I'm just like. You know, it's not like Game of Thrones or something like that, where it's like you can maybe avoid like people who have read the books, like the people that watched the Game of Thrones show and the people that read the books, they kind of operated on two different things. You definitely had Mm -hmm. your culture in there that was both of them. But they very, I never read any of the books and I got The show strayed a lot from
3: the books too. I yeah, never read do. them, yeah. but my, Big time. my mom read all of them and she was like, oh, they're kind of going out of order yeah. and they're taking characters but I, from later books. I never got and a single thing spoiled and, for me yeah. the
2: whole time. And I like know people and hang out with people who have read the books and I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, nothing ever got spoiled for me. And that is not what's going to happen with Last of Us Part Two because. There are some very nasty meme people out there
4: who you do, are gonna be who do terrible. not
2: like it, and they are going to spoil it for you on purpose uh. because they don't want you to like it either. Okay. They don't like you. They don't like fun. They don't like storytelling. They suck, and they're out there, and they've been hiding for like two years. I forgot about them, but they're still out there, and they started coming back out once the finale happened. I was like, oh, they coming. Oh, they coming they're
0: coming yeah I think algorithms are going to be wildly different too in two years you know or whenever this show gets made I think the algorithms just continue to change because yeah I put my blinders on with Game of Thrones and I still have on Twitter I have the word got blocked and so every time anyone tweets something with the word got in it just like as the word mm-hmm. it was like this tweet contains a word that you've blocked and I'm like oh yeah it's fine I can see got now <laughs> that's not a big deal <laughs> Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see how that happens. I mean, yeah. on that, too, what you just said, like,
2: I hope they take time to make the second season as well. Like, I hope yeah. they wait a couple years. Like, let let Bella Ramsey age a little bit, get a little years on her. I mean, I know that, like, in real life, she's like 17, She's the same she's, age as she's the same. Age, she's she's a, 19, right? Like in real life,
1: she's 19. No. And mm-hmm. That's the age of Ellie in part yeah. two. But I do think she could stand to be. In, in game years, Ellie's yeah. a, yeah, little, late, bit, a late, little bit. Yeah, uh,
2: like 19, between 19 and 24 makes sense for what's going on in part two.
1: You have like a character who's like 19 in a movie is like, well, you're acting kind of like a 23 year old.
3: Yeah. Like Michael J. It's Fox like, as same, Marty it's McFly. Like, you're yeah. Like, you're it's like, like, oh, that's it's like, a teenager. The, it's like yeah. the same. It's like the same. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like the in their same. 30s. In <laughs> the so, Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Emilio Estevez in Breakfast Club. Sure. That's <laughs> a child.
0: Well, I I do think we've reached the end of this long road. Um, Lots to talk about. So thank you, listeners. If you have stuck with us through this entire podcast, um, very cool of you. Give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> thank you to Mike, Diana, and Robbie for joining me for this podcast and definitely giving us some insight into stuff that otherwise Diana and I wouldn't have had. Yeah. And Diana, thank you for being here for being someone like me who you know hasn't played the video games and kind of came to it just as a show watcher. Yeah, good show, yeah. <laughs> good to have this balance. But maybe when we come back for the next season of Last of Us, you know, maybe we'll have played the games by then. We'll see. We have plenty of time, hopefully.
2: Great game. It's great. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a great g- game. great game. Yeah.
0: That's good to hear. Well, listeners, I will say too, um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, comment and subscribe. Um, comments subscriptions, liking, any type of engagement with our content really helps us because then we pop up on more and more pages, which is great. And also interacting with us, commenting really helps us understand the type of content that you guys would like to see as well. So any of that feedback is really awesome. And also go to storyscreenbeacon.com and make sure you sign up for our newsletter. Um, that will definitely give you all of the insights moving forward. We're going to go through a lot of changes here in the next few months that we're really excited about. But the best way to know about those changes is to sign up for our newsletter and to try to follow us on all of our social media sites, whether that be Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. So thank you again for uh, hanging out with us for a little bit and uh, enjoying this content, hopefully enjoying The Last of Us. And thank you guys again for joining me. And then, yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. But for now, we'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.